Hi, this is Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher and life coach. I'm also author of several self-help books. Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast is about strategies to think positively every day. We will cover relationships, positive energy, the power of attraction, and how to mindfully experience each day so that you can become your best self. Today I have a really special guest, Michaela, and she did yoga with me for so many years and now she's all grown up, but I always found her such a bright light in yoga class and so insightful and wise beyond her years. She might not have realized it, but yoga does tend to attract people that want to better themselves and have a really positive attitude of in life in general, and I've always felt like she embodied that. So I'm so glad you're here with us today. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. And just to go along with that, yeah, I started doing yoga with Mary Kay in I think eighth grade-ish. And at the time, I was really struggling with the typical figuring out your friends, figuring out your relationships, and I was really in this dark cloud. And I'd always been a spiritual person, but I feel like just the hardships of life had really clouded over that spiritual side of me. And once I had started doing yoga, I just felt like this whole dark cloud had just shifted and I like felt the light and Mary Kay really helped bring that out in me. So I'm so happy that we can be here today and talking about deeper things, especially the stuff that you sparked within me. So oh, that's so great. Well, what's amazing is you never would have known that you were struggling at all. And I think that's a common story with girls, especially can hide a lot. But you were clearly trying. And your bright light and spirit and calmness, I mean, all that is really a superpower that I want girls to really tap into, too. So we were just talking about what we could talk about to help everyone. And I think she came up with a really great concept today that I think a lot of people are talking about. But it's important for young adults to recognize that it's, it's not real. It's really a figment of your mind. And that's imposter syndrome. So I wanted to ask you, what did you mean when you were talking to me about imposter syndrome and how you've been affected by that? Yeah, so imposter syndrome for me I, is this almost paralyzing anxiety that you don't belong or you don't fit in somewhere or that somebody's going to find out that you're not good enough. And I've definitely felt it throughout my life in a lot of different situations. But an example I'll give you guys just to um, give you something to relate to was I had just graduated college in my degree in fashion design. And I had got this really awesome job at a big company in Boston to be an assistant designer. And for the first whole week of work, I was riddled with anxiety and I'm usually not an anxious person I couldn't even speak to anybody at home I couldn't even speak on the train I was just so paralyzed by my fear that I didn't go to a fashion school and I couldn't do the best 3d fashion sketches and that my co-workers would find me out that I wasn't the, a real designer and I was so paralyzed by this fear that people would think that I wasn't worthy of my role that I forgot that it, just the 
sheer amazingness that I'm pushing myself to do something that I've always dreamed of and that of course I'm not going to be perfect at something that I haven't started yet and that my whole goal was to be there to grow in the role and to learn from the role so you can't expect yourself to go into it perfectly and you can't expect that you're not going to get criticism but you also have to give yourself a pat on the back and just say this is great that I'm doing this whatever the outcome is whatever is meant for me but I've noticed this imposter syndrome in a lot of different aspects of my life even when I was going on my first date with my boyfriend, he's this older, mature guy. He's going to find out that I'm just like a crazy younger girl. He's going to find out that I snort when I laugh and that I'm a total weirdo. Like, And it's just always this like fear of feeling like you're not good enough, which I think just comes from society's expectations of you. And I think a lot of that, especially for girls my age, we see all these expectations on social media, which I think just drive us absolutely crazy and just fill our minds with fear this fear of not being one of those Instagram girls. And the reality is that you don't have to be perfect and that's just not life. So I feel like a lot of people experience this imposter syndrome and don't know what it is and therefore they can't come up with solutions to get over that. And so I think it's a really important topic to talk about. And you Mm -hmm. had a really good joke that you had made that you actually did the opposite. And I thought, what a great way to conquer imposter syndrome by... I know. Well, I we kind of cracked myself up, so it sort of started as a joke. And I remember my siblings were saying, hey, does anyone know how to sail? We want to get a sailboat. And I was like, yeah, I know how to sail. And so we got this big sailboat, and we went out, and we were way out in the air. And they looked at me, and they go, you have no idea how to sail. <laughs> and I said, no, but we can figure it out. I mean, where's the wind blowing? So I just naturally always wanted to jump into life, figure it out later. And even when I applied for jobs, I remember thinking, if someone could just give me a chance and give me that break, I know I can figure it out and do it. So when I was in employed in jobs and interviewing and going through all that process, I remember feeling like I'm just going to make everyone think I know what I'm doing. And so it was really this opposite mindset that, you know, maybe it was more common in my generation because we didn't have social media and all these other things to make us feel insecure. But I also tended to be someone who wanted to try everything and would figure it out. So, (laughs) yeah, I think that's such a beautiful solution to this problem that we all feel is to just don't expect perfection from yourself. Just go into something, give it your best and don't expect too much and just see where life takes you. If it's not your calling, then it's not your calling, but you have to at least give it a shot and and try it out. You really can't expect yourself to always be perfect. And I feel like sometimes our need for perfection debilitates us from going after our dreams, oh, which yeah. is like... It shuts people down. It actually stifles creativity because I see a lot of really creative types that won't even try if they think they're not good enough or, or it's not perfect. And perfection is an illusion, and it's something that I see how much people define themselves by perception of other other people and when they're looking at social media and they don't know like I know how much plastic surgery that person's had but they think that that's real and I should wake up looking like that and they put so much pressure on themselves and I think the biggest point that you made was really take the expectations out of anything and you will have the time of your life 
I think when people go in saying, okay, this job's got to be perfect. I mean, my first job was hell. (laughs) I got there and started looking for a way out. So you got to look at it. Oh, this is a stepping stone. And then you're not fixated like, I hate my job. I got to get out of here. The people are awful. A lot of times people will, one thing will trigger them and they will fixate on that and say, this is not for me. I got to get out. I got to get out. And what that does is it actually makes it really hard to attract the next job because you have a lot of negative energy. So you have to try to enjoy doing what you're doing when you're there. And there are a lot of tricks to doing that. And I like one little way of doing it is before you go to work, you can take five really deep breaths where you're doing that a breathing technique that Navy SEALs do, which is inhaling for five. So we'll count to five. Everyone inhale for one, two, three, four, five. Hold the breath for two. Now exhale for six, five, four, three, two, one. So you can do that kind of breathing technique five times. And then I want you just to imagine your feet standing in quicksand and you're just sinking and imagine that you're pulling energy up from the earth up into your feet up through your body and then feel it the energy just emanating from your palms out and imagine that you have love pouring out of your heart and imagine that everyone in the workplace thinks you're a genius loves working with you thinks you have amazing ideas and can't wait until you can just let go of all these preconceived ideas of what you have to be. Just let it all go and do your thing. So just say to yourself, I've got this. Do your thing. And then that will really take all that pressure off. And people are responding to your energy. And so if you're going into work saying, I'm an imposter and I have all this self-doubt and they're going to figure me out, people feel that energy. So I tell people to go through life as if people can literally hear your thoughts. Would you keep saying those same things to yourself? Probably not. It's just going with the flow and not taking all this time to overanalyze what you're doing or what you're going to say or how everything's going to come off. And you're going to make mistakes, and that's okay, because everyone in that company has made mistakes. I think a lot of times when people aren't willing to make mistakes, they make so many more. Yes, absolutely. It reminds me of this quote that I saw the other day that you judge yourself harder than the person who judges you the most in life. I got a little deeper into it and it's sort of saying like, say one of your parents was always the one to really push you in life and to really give you the criticism. You judge yourself harder than they would just so you don't fail to protect yourself. And You really are taking all this love and Mm. you're away from yourself when you do that. You're Mm. not giving yourself a chance. And it's really just a protection method, but you're not doing yourself any favors by judging yourself that hard. And the Mm. truth of the matter is that your bosses and your coworkers probably do really like you or Mm -hmm. that guy on the date probably does really like you and you're just robbing yourself of that joy in your mind because you want to prejudge yourself so you can punish yourself for what you've done wrong. Mm -hmm. And we just have to train our minds. I love the breathing technique that you learn. One mantra that I 
learned from you that it's always stuck with me in life was positive energy attracts positive experiences so Mm -hmm. I remember sitting on the commuter rail on the way to work and I would just sit there and I would say positive energy attracts positive experiences over and over again in my head and it would it truly help me you can't let your mind dwell on those negative thoughts because Mm -hmm. you'll just sink deeper and deeper and deeper you have to be your own guide you have to be the person Mm -hmm. that's pushing you to do better and you have to be your own positive voice because the more you let that negative voice control you the more you fall into that pattern and it can just spiral out of control and lead to so many other harmful mm-hmm. ways of thinking. I also think it might be helpful to come up with a list of affirmations or index cards of affirmations and maybe you, you know, laminate them so they stay with you for a long time and then you can read them on the train or before you have a meeting or something because sometimes we forget these affirmations just saying to yourself over and over that my positive thoughts attract my experiences. It really does work. I've seen so many people that are like, why did I get fired? Oh, I don't know. You hated your job and said every day you wish you weren't working there. <laughs> exactly. The universe will You manifested deliver. it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's, it's funny you say that because every week I make my boyfriend and I come up with our uh, manifestation, our affirmation for oh, the week. Good. So usually before my big design presentations, I get really nervous. So I always write down on the post-it note something that I need to repeat to myself all week long. And I'll put it on my laptop. I'll put it on my bathroom mirror, my bedroom mirror. Um, Like I trust in my creative process. One thing you said that reminded me of when I was in high school, my dad would always put a lot of pressure on me for grades. He was a really good student and he just rode me on grades and it would be exhausting. And then finally, one time he gave up (laughs) and he said nothing. And the next report card, it was straight A's. It's just like sometimes when you just take the pressure off of yourself or your friend or your child, the weight of the world is lifted and you can do anything. You realize that we can do so much more when people believe in you. I think that with imposter syndrome, people are putting so much pressure on themselves and they have this preconceived idea of what the job is supposed to be or how you're supposed to act on a a date. And I'm really glad that I didn't grow up with social media because when I broke up with a boyfriend, I never saw him again. I didn't have to see who was following him, who the new girls were liking his pictures. Oh gosh, I wish <laughs> I wish I could say the same. I know, because you want to cut the cord oh, and yeah. get him out of your life. And you get these constant reminders. And that's just such negative energy. And then the stalker effect. And then you've got the oh, sleuthing yeah. and all the other terms that people... And then you have your friends sending you. Even if you unfollow them, your friends will be like, oh, did you see what they did? It's always lingering. You can't burn that bridge that you need to burn sometimes. Right, right. And it's, yeah, it's a mental torture and there ha- if you're going through a phase like that you have to remember you don't need that app you can step away from it for a yeah. little while it's yeah. important to remember that I remember my first yoga class with you I had a very very toxic high school relationship which is classic very toxic you and have to have those to figure of it out of course yeah <laughs> and I remember I just could not stop looking at my phone and checking if you responded to my text or whatever and I remember my first yoga class with you after the class had ended I felt so at peace and I looked at my phone and was like, I don't have to open this up right now. I don't have to check if I yeah, have messages. Yeah, don't ruin that vibe. And I turned my phone off for the rest of the night and I felt so at peace. And that 
feeling stuck with me. Every time I'm feeling anxiety from something, whether it's a work email popping up on my phone or something on social media, I can shut this off and go outside or hang out with my friend that makes me feel good. And then that whole other world goes away. And Mm -hmm. you have to remember that you can actually pull yourself out of that. Like it doesn't have to be an everyday thing. Yes, absolutely. It's so important. That's a really good example because I do see a lot of teens come into yoga class with their phone and they think I don't see them and they're checking it under their mat. And so I had a new rule where I had everybody put their phone away because I thought they could handle it being there. But just the negative energy of even having the the toxic uh, vibrations coming off of that thing can be really damaging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I would highly recommend Electromagnetic off fields are not good. Like oh, even, no. everyone should actually put it on airplane mode to sleep too because you don't want those electromagnetic field in your world because especially if you're really empathic that that can really affect you people don't realize I actually figured out that when I used to sleep with my phone right under my pillow when I had to wake up for school or work or whatever so I could hear my alarm and I would have weird dreams every time I slept with my phone under my pillow I'd always have really really negative dreams so I realized I had to stop doing that and I'm a big dreamer I I dream almost every single night, so it's kind of funny, but I always noticed that my dreams were really much more negative and much scarier when I had my phone under my pillow. So wow. yeah, I have my phone and I have some beef, <laughs> but now of course, all I follow on Instagram are just things that uplift me. All of these spiritual Instagrams, people that are uplift you, body positivity, oh, nothing that's, that's gonna make me feel like I need to eat better or work right. out more. And it's good to have some motivation, but nothing that's gonna make you feel like you're not doing enough mm-hmm. or you're not good enough. Right. My kids, when they were growing up, I wouldn't let them watch the Kardashians. <laughs> they were like, why? We're not going to become like them. They were fascinated, right? And I was like, you don't understand. I know you're not going to become like them. But if you see it enough, you start to think it's normal. The drama that they had around silly things just seemed like such a waste of anyone's time and energy. And I couldn't think of the talents they were actually sharing. So I thought, why are we wasting our time watching someone else live their life instead of living our life? So I really felt strongly about it. Over time, if you do start looking at all the Instagram photos of people's body shots or whatever it is, or watching these reality shows that send the same message all the time, you're not enough, you don't have enough money, you don't look like this. And when you really get down to it, the whole purpose of life is connection. And connection with everyone. Even when you're having a bad day and you're sitting next to maybe a little old lady when you're getting your nails done and she reaches out to say something to you and it just makes you feel better. That's an angel planting her there. People don't realize that nothing happens just haphazardly. There's always a really important reason. The universe is conspiring to help you. And when you realize that, you stop worrying about all the minutia that can drag you down. I see people that have one little problem, something didn't go right, and they say to me, I couldn't sleep at all last night. And it was something that has a solution. So why are you wasting a whole night not sleeping? I see that a lot. We were also talking about friendships. And one thing that's really hard for young women in high school, college, and beyond is they see the posse or the group of girls and they feel like they have to have a group. And you were always so great at beating to your own drum. And if y'all could see Michaela, she has (laughs) these bright green eyes and she is cool, boho chic vibe oh my gosh you're too sweet (laughs) she's so cool and she just 
did her own thing. You weren't ever influenced by having to be in a crowd. I saw so many girls that had to sign up on the same team together, had to do yoga together, and they felt really inferior and alone if they weren't with their posse. So tell me about how you were able to combat that really yeah so I'll start off by saying I did definitely have a little group of girls and guys that I would hang out with when I was younger middle school beginning of high school and it was always really catty there was always too much energy for me I always felt very overwhelmed every day we didn't like a new person and that's exhausting right there it's (laughs) exhausting and I realized it, it was not helping me become the person I wanted to be I was exhibiting behaviors that were very unlike me and sometimes I would do things that I wasn't proud of and so eventually I just had to realize this girl is not helping my energy she actually doesn't have her eye out for me she's not really loyal and then it came to a point one day where I was just like you know what I'm just gonna totally remove myself from this situation and I had friends that I always was friendly to in class so girls from different groups or guys from different groups and I always had little pockets of friends like a girlfriend here that I knew from something or a guy that I knew here from something but I realized the group energy just wasn't for me after a while. And it's funny because I had felt bad about it for a really long time. And I was like, oh, they're excluding me from things. Or why can't I attract like a big loving friend group like I see some other girls have Mm -hmm. where they're all so close and there's like 12 of them. I realized not everybody is going to attract the same people in the same way. It all depends on your energy. I'm actually pretty introverted so what's better for me is more of a one-on-one deeper conversation Mm -hmm. versus being at a party and just bouncing around and having superfluous conversations with millions of people and Mm so I don't have that big friend group but it doesn't mean I don't have friends I just have tighter groups I have people that I like to be more meaningful Exactly. And I used to always look at it from like a scarcity mindset oh Mm -hmm. I don't have this big friend group anymore Mm -hmm. they have so many friends and I was like I might have just little pockets of friends and a couple girlfriends that I still talk to now, but their quality of friendship is so good. Mm-hmm. And you really have to look at things from the abundance mindset. I might not have a lot of them, but the quality is so good and they mm-hmm. nurture my soul and they really are like me versus mm-hmm. a bunch of girls that you just like have fun with. So it took me a while to, even till this day, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, like they're still all hanging out and <laughs> you kind of get this like FOMO and you're like, wait, but they didn't do anything for me. And it's just not right. in my character to be in a group like that. You have to really know yourself, whether you're in a relationship, uh, a romantic relationship or a friendship, you have to really know yourself and, and what you like. Mm-hmm. And you can't beat yourself up for not having what the other person has because that might suit them but it doesn't suit you I remember I always struggled there was somebody in our group that I never really got a good vibe from I guess and everybody in my friend group absolutely adored her and I was like why do I not feel the same way about her and I couldn't put my finger on it for the longest time and I kind of found out some sketchy things she did down the road and it's actually funny my stepsister went to school with one of her best friends in college and they were like you know, Michaela, that's so funny. We really didn't like her in high school and we actually used to do a lot of mean things behind her back. And I could sense that energy, but, and all my friends were like, you're being crazy or you're jealous. They used to tell me all the time, you're just jealous of her. And I was just like, no, but I feel like something is off. Like she just won't connect with me and I can connect with anybody. Yeah. And it's so funny. You really have to trust your gut with people. Well, see how really energy was saying you are really negative person you're a kind gentle soul so that there are a lot of girls that feel threatened by girls that seem comfortable in their own skin they just want everyone to feel anxious and this whole anxiety is just 
fear-based. And when you're fearful, you miss the whole point of life. Absolutely. But she sounds like a very fearful person. Like, she was. She was very insecure. I always thought she was really mm-hmm. confident, but I realized she was kind of overcompensating oh, yeah, for that. A, yeah. And I think because I'm such an empath and I, I could feel her insecurity, which made me feel insecure with her. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I didn't really know that I was picking up on energies like mm-hmm. this or absorbing energies like this. But it, once my stepsister told me that story, it all makes sense now. I really did feel something and it really was true. And you don't have to force yourself to like people just because your friends like other mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And if somebody doesn't make you feel good, you are not doing your energy any service by being mm-hmm. around them. I should be like, oh, you look so pretty today. How could you put in so much effort getting dressed? I was like, I want to like you. There's just something that's missing the mark for me. And it, you really do have to trust your gut. If somebody doesn't make you feel safe in your own skin or you go out with them mm-hmm. and you just are like, oh my God, I have so much anxiety around you. You really don't have to spend time with that person. Right. Just p- pick your people wisely. It's- and then the people that you feel great around and you just can't wait to hang out. Those are the ones that you should be spending time with. Absolutely. They just lift you up. Time to, to remind our listeners to pick up the book, Becoming Supernatural, because you, Michaela, seem like empathic and you have like highly developed intuition. And so you would really benefit from that book. It's Becoming Supernatural by Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza. And the reason why it's so helpful is because we all have this ability to be intuitive. And over time, we become more cynical or we have anxiety or negative experiences, and that starts to shut down the gift. So it's clear to me just by the stories you've said that you are really aware of this and that book would really help you develop it. So Absolutely. And I feel especially as women, we tend to be more empathic. Mm -hmm. And I remember at the time where I was going through so many problems with my friends and I had removed myself from that group. That's when I started getting deeper into my spirituality and going to more yoga classes, Mm -hmm. reading more books. I can't stress enough how much mindfulness and spirituality books have helped me. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because pulling myself away from that negative energy, I was getting deeper into my spirituality and feeling Mm -hmm. so much better about myself and building myself up as a person. And I realized that's so much more important than just trying to fit fit in. in. You really have to get rid of that negative energy before you can Mm -hmm. start reeling in the positive. It's super important. And I remember even as a young child, I used to talk to my grandfather who passed away and my mom would tell me those stories. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. But I don't have that gift anymore. I'm I'm grown up now. I'll never get that back. So lately I actually have, and there's been a lot of things that have happened to me because I'm my life is yes I'm opening up I've gotten rid of so much negative energy between friends that don't serve me activities that don't serve me anymore Mm -hmm. and I'm just filling my life with so much positivity that I've realized it's actually opened up that pathway for me again Mm -hmm. and um, that's fascinating it's true I've heard people that have the gift when they're young and then they experience trauma it shuts down and then when you release that trauma or you get to a point, maybe you hit rock bottom about something else and that's when people start to develop it again. Oh, you had talked about everything mm-hmm. happening to you for a reason oh, and yeah. um, not stressing over the little things mm-hmm. in life. So what are some tips or some advice that you have gotten or read about that has really helped you give you that go with the flow mindset? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. So. I think when something negative comes into my mind or a problem sort of pops up, I actually immediately try to think of the opposite. And I say the opposite phrase out loud. 
So if I'm worried about not getting my book published by that certain publisher, like they haven't called back, what's happening, I immediately say, my book will find the best publisher. So I take the worry out immediately if I'm aware of it. Sometimes, of course, we can default to these negative patterns that we've done for so many years in our life. But to me, that's really helpful. Or I have to take myself out of the situation and I meditate. So for me, going in nature is really helpful because when I hear birds and I hear the wind and everything around me, it's really calming, especially beaches. I'm a different person at the beach. Oh yeah, me too. Ocean does something. (laughs) I really just try to take myself out of negative situations and change the narrative immediately. Some people I've told to get the little bracelet that they can just pop if they have a negative thought. So it reminds them to switch the thought. Sometimes that's helpful Mm -hmm. because the problem with thoughts is that when they're negative, they're not only attracting negative, but you tend to say another. Now, you know when you have a bad day and you're like, everything seems to go they wrong. They make you spiral. Right. Absolutely. I know what right. you're saying. It's like when one negative thing happens, you're like, oh, this always happens to me. And then, of course, something else happens. And then it keeps happening, keeps happening. And like that's happened to me before where I was like, I went to my car and someone had put this, it was like a knife in the tire. And so then I was like, I immediately was like, oh, I have to change the energy of my day. I'm so lucky to have this car. You know, and I I would just start immediately thinking positive thoughts to sort of shift the energy. You know, I don't know why that happened, but it happens to everybody. So you really have to see if you can change your day. Yeah, I love what you said about changing your narrative specifically. That's something that I realized lately that I've had to do. I was having a lot of reoccurring bad energy from past relationships occurring in my current one. And I kept repeating this old story like the story of what I had gone through and and I'm like oh like if this continues this way this is how it's going to happen and I would I think a lot of people do this they make up stories in their minds about how things are going to go and they get anxiety about this completely made up story that they've they they've conjured up right just to protect themselves from what could possibly happen and you have to remember just because that happened in your past doesn't mean it's the way it's going to go in your future you really have to talk yourself out of repeating all those narratives and anxieties that aren't actually happening you just make them up in your mind and sooner or later you've gone three chapters into a story in your mind that you've just created it's It's make-believe Exactly, exactly. And well, that reminds me of a lot of girls. One girl I was working with kept saying, all my relationships last three months. I don't know why they always last three months. And I go, I know why. Because you're saying they always last three months. Exactly, exactly. And she would go into every relationship. I wonder if this is going to last beyond three months. And she had no idea that she had fixated that narrative my relationships last three months and it happened all the time it's self-sabotage because you are repeating the story to yourself that you're actually making it happen you're so worried for example that he or she might cheat on you and you keep saying it in your head and maybe you're actually pushing them away in real life and you don't Mm -hmm. even notice it's so important to change the narrative and I love what you said about after you say something negative to change it something positive Mm -hmm. that's something I started doing so every time I get this for example a negative thought about my body like oh my arms look so chunky today or something like that I always but you know of what? course she has beautiful arms <laughs> <side note. laughs> 
or I'll say, but you're really good at your job or you have so many people that love you or compliment something about yourself right after that and immediately right. take yourself out of that mindset so you right. don't then go to your legs and then right. your stomach, you know? Well, your body hears you talk. Absolutely. So if we're always saying, your butt's fat, your belly's crappy, you've got this problem, just love every inch and say to your body, wow, my arms have taken me through how many yoga classes? You yep. couldn't do that without those arms. I know people that can't hold plank. So remember to compliment your powerful legs and beautiful body. And because you, I see people don't appreciate their shape and then some they might have some sort of problem where their body keeps gaining weight. Well, you've been saying I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat. For how long? Yep. So really remember, like, body hears you talk. Absolutely. I even experienced, I've worked retail for a really long time, and I've dressed women since I was a really young age. My mom owns a boutique, you probably so it's always the worst around thing. it. Of course, you're always like, oh, I'm going to buy these jeans so I can wear them when I'm skinnier. Or, oh, I can't <laughs> wear these because I'm so fat. You should dress for the body you have now in a way that you can learn to love it. If you wear mm-hmm. things that look good on you now, mm-hmm. you can appreciate yourself versus right. always trying to stuff yourself like a sausage. Exactly. <laughs> or say, like, I'll do, I'll do this. I'll be happier when I'm skinnier. I'll right. Do this when I'm thinner. Or I'll do this when well, I don't have a tummy. Well, that's a classic thing classic. we do. Instead oh, yeah. of enjoying where you are in your life, which also makes you happy. Because when you are fixated on the past, you're often depressed. Because you're like, I should have done this. I should have done that. And then when you're fixated on the future, you're often nervous. If I don't study, I'm not going to get into that college or whatever it is. And when you're in the present, you're always happy. There's nowhere else to be. Exactly. So when we're saying constantly, I, I really have to lose weight or I'm not going to be happy I have to find a guy or I'm not going to be happy then you're missing the whole point of life (laughs) exactly it's like put your bikini on anyway and go to the beach and know that you're judging yourself so much harder than anybody else is and go have a day at the beach in your awesome bikini and not worry about what you look like I'm going to be in a bikini at 90 because it's like a mindset exactly exactly (laughs) it's going to be cheetah I remember going to Italy with my family for the first time. We went to the beach and people my nani's age were in like little thong bikinis and like you said, cheetah print and gold. And I was just like, you know what? That's freaking awesome because right. in America, that's the age where we go into our tankinis and, yeah, and no, our skirts. No and our, tankinis. No, but like celebrate yourself. Like what do you have in life if you don't have happiness and self-love? Like I that know. is the two most important things. No. And you should have it now. It's don't so wait true. for it. It's so true. Yeah. That was a beautiful note to end on. What do you have if you don't have self-love, right? Right. So thank you so much for joining me today. I know everyone learned something, and I hope everyone sticks around for a short meditation. Thanks so much for coming today, Michaela. Thank you for having me. It was such a joy. Thanks. So get into a comfortable seat. Or you can be laying flat on your back. It's totally up to you. If you're seated, make sure your feet are planted firmly in the ground. And just draw the energy up from the earth. Imagine it's coming through the bottoms of your feet, up your legs, into your hips, and then out the palms of your hands. Almost like you're sending Reiki energy out into the world. And then take a deep breath in, inhaling for five. One, two, three, four, five. 
hold the breath for two. Now exhale for six, five, four, three, two, one. You might hear my little French bulldog breathe. Inhale, filling yourself with all that beautiful energy all around us. And exhaling, letting go of any toxic energy. So slowly get comfortable in a seated position. Allow your body to completely relax. You can be flat on your back or in a seated position. If you're seated, keep your feet planted firmly into the earth. And imagine you're drawing energy through the earth. The earth has this beautiful, vibrant energy field. So draw it up in through your soles of your feet up your legs into your hips and let the energy emanate out your palms almost like reiki energy send it out into the universe inhale for five one two three four five hold the breath exhale for six five four three two one and just scan your body, noticing how relaxed you feel. Mentally scan your shins and calves, allowing them to surrender bit by bit. And your both feet and ankles feel loose and relaxed. and relax and your fingers palm of the hand back of the hand your body becomes more and more relaxed with each moment and as you relax your entire body starts to feel warm and comfortable your mind relaxes and let your back feel more relaxed Relax your neck and shoulders. Now soften the muscles in your face, unclenching your teeth, relaxing your jaw, softening your cheeks, the inner and outer ear, eyelids, let it all go. The breath starts to slow down. And if thoughts come in and out of your mind, just notice them and let them go without judgment or critique. And then come up with a mantra that you can repeat over and over. That will always help you stop overthinking. It can be as simple as I have a beautiful body or I am positive energy and attract positive things. I am a beautiful person. 
person inside and out. Or I am the real deal. None of you are imposters. We're all just trying to figure it out. with all that self-love, positive energy, kindness. Exhale and let go of any toxic, negative energy, envy, sadness. Let it all leave your body. Inhale and fill yourself up with elevated emotions like joy and gratitude, happiness. Imagine feeling lighter, happier, funnier. Sometimes we need to get sillier to lighten that pressure of perfectionism that we put on ourselves. Allow the calm energy to dissipate throughout your body. Watch it spread slowly arms down the legs, your face relaxes, all the muscles in the face. Be sure to subscribe to Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast, and I hope you'll join us again soon. Namaste.